podcast Life After Loss, and I'm coming to you today with a brand new episode. Uh, it's a topic that's uh, heavy on my heart right now, so I wanted to uh, come speak on it. It's like 10 o'clock at nighttime, and <laughs> I said, let me get this off of my chest since it's you know something that I feel like I need to share and possibly help um, someone out with. So what I'm going to be talking about tonight is um, seasonal depression. Uh, It's a real thing. (laughs) And it typically happens, you know, around a change of seasons from summer to fall, you know, when the the nights get longer, um, the weather changes, not as much sunlight or whatnot. So people, um, some people tend to have a case of seasonal depression during, um, during this time. And I've uh, dealt with it before. And so now I know that, um, I know how to recognize the signs and to sort of give myself a heads up um, to be prepared for the change of seasons and to, um, you know, put my mind in a in a good in a good space, but this year it sort of snuck up on me. So I've noticed, like the past week or two, that I've been kind of you know out of whack, if that's the right um, way to put it. But I noticed like a change in my energy, and um, and I couldn't quite put my finger on it until like a couple of days ago, and I was like, oh. Duh, Siobhan, you know, October, November, whatever, you know, that depression is trying to sneak up on you. So um, I was like, okay, so I got to, you know, get my game plan together and do the things that um, help get me through these these winter months and these fall months. So um, I just wanted to come on and give you guys some tips that help get me through it. Now, like I said, I've suffered with it, suffered with it before. The first um, few years or whatever, and this happened as a part of my grief journey, of course. Um, uh, I didn't know what it was, and I couldn't uh, see it for what it was. So it took like a lot of trial and error, a lot of recognizing and being in tune with myself to recognize that hey and a lot of research of course and therapy of course because one thing about me (laughs) I'm going to research if I feel something is off I'm going to go and figure out what's going on and then once I get that information once I get that diagnosis whatever it could be that that bit of information or just a little enlightenment I go all in I'm like okay how can I prevent myself or others from experiencing whatever it may be, right? So, like I said, initially, I, um, the first few years that it happened, I didn't recognize it. But then once I started to recognize it, I wouldn't get it every year. You know, I, um, I would set myself up for, um, I guess, to get through it. So this year, it sort of snuck up on me, like I said. So I'm very grateful that I was mindful enough to recognize and say, oh, all right, Bonnie, let's let's get to it or whatever. Let's um change up our our mind frame or whatnot and um not look at the glass half empty. <laughs> so that's this is why I'm on this uh podcast or doing this episode right now, so that I can 
get to what I was saying, the tips that helped get me through seasonal depression. So first and foremost, um, sunlight. Going outside. Like if it's not sunny, I mean, just going outside if it's not raining, just getting some fresh air is instant, instant boost. You know, for me, it's an instant boost. And the first thing that I do first thing in the morning anyway is open up my my curtains in my room, whether it's rainy or not. Like I open my curtains. As soon as I put my feet on the floor, the first thing I do is I go to the windows in my room and I open up all my curtains or whatever and let that fresh light or whatever it may be uh, come in. So, but if that's not enough, you know, I'll go out and I take a walk or I'll just go sit outside, you know, on the um, the little sofa or whatever it is that we have outside and I'll get some air. I'll put my feet on the ground, you know, get grounded or whatnot. Um, and I do that with my kids too. I tell them to go ahead and, um, you know, get grounded, go outside if you need to or whatnot. So um, that's first and foremost. Getting fresh air, being in nature is fine. I should have known something was happening, right? Because, like, for the last couple of weeks, I wasn't going on my my regular walks outside. So I should have known. <laughs> but anyway, um, I started slacking on my walking. But anyway, um, that. Another thing that I do is I journal, and I was slipping on that too. I wasn't journaling as much either, so um, I journal. I um, let all that come to the forefront, whatever is on my heart. You don't have to journal for hours. If you have to just journal, like three things you're grateful for, journal like a couple of sentences. Just get something out, however you're feeling in that moment. And when I journal, I always um. First thing I do is I write the date and the time. And I do that so whenever I need like a moment of reflection or whatever to see my growth or to see if I'm being stagnant or to, you know, just assess my my life or whatever, I um I'm able to go back into my journal to see the date and the time, the dates and the time and where I was at that moment and be able to say, Wow, I've come a long way, you know. So journaling is key. Journaling is so important. Anybody who knows me, my friends, anybody, they know that I'm on, I'm journal, child, journal. <laughs> That's what I do. I get them journals. It is what it is. Like, we're going we gonna to write out these things, write big with my kids. I tell them to journal. Um, Yeah, so that's that's huge. That's very good. I actually um went to Ross the other day and they always have cute journals and they're very inexpensive too. Cute journals sometimes they this one I got actually was like a uh, I guess you call it a guided journal and it um it had prompts for uh, what you're grateful for, uh setting attention for the day and something else on it. And it was only like uh three ninety nine I believe. So um, they all they usually have a very good selection. That's where I like to go to get my um, my journals and my planners from uh, Ross. So yeah, there's that part. Um, and sometimes at Hobby Lobby, I've actually gotten quite a few nice journals from uh, Hobby Lobby too when they were on sale. Um, so yeah, journaling is key. Another um, thing that gets me through seasonal depression or just through life in general, is meditation. Um, man, 
<laughs> Listen, uh, if when I don't, when I go a while without meditating, like it does not sit well with my spirit, and I can tell. So meditation is like, oh my god, it keeps me so grounded. It um, it's a lifesaver. It has been definitely a lifesaver for me. And uh, at first, meditation was kind of intimidating because I didn't, I was putting too many rules to it, right? Like, oh, I have to meditate for this long. Or, oh, my eyes should be closed. And, and oh, um, if I'm not sitting in lotus position with my fingers and my um, touching each other in a certain position, it's not right, right? But once I let go all of the rules that I thought was associated with meditation, it's just so clear. And it is it comes to me like effortlessly now. And I meditate when I walk. Cause like when you you don't have to necessarily be sitting down or laying down with your eyes closed to meditate. Meditating is just about being in the present moment and taking time to be with yourself, be with your thoughts, and to not focus on the outside world at that moment. You know, like I tell my son, my uh, my 14-year-old. Uh, meditate in your environment. So if you're outside playing basketball or whatnot and you're shooting hoops, you know, that's your peace. That's a form of meditation for you because you're in the zone. You don't see anyone else around you. You're just in your zone and you're at peace. That's your form of meditation. That's how you meditate. So once, once I got rid of stigmas and everything surrounding that, life changing telling you like and you don't don't set a time period don't feel as though you have to meditate for 15 20 minutes or an hour for it to be effective listen a couple of minutes will do you will be surprised how a couple of minutes can really change your your trajectory and everything and you will be on like a, a higher frequency um so that was the third thing i believe there's so many things I can tell y'all. So I may do a part two, but I'm just speaking off of the top of my head right now because. So yeah, so I'll share one more thing. And like I said, I'll probably do a, another part to it. So the, um, the fourth thing, the fourth thing, and these things aren't in order. So keep that in mind, um, is that I, I reach out to people who I trust and who I know are not judgmental and who I can be vulnerable with and let them know that, hey, I'm having a rough time or whatnot, pray for me. And um, that helps out a lot too, because I've learned that keeping things in is not healthy. And I don't want to um, harbor any feelings or emotions and then those feelings or emotions turn into something you know more serious down the line so i've learned to uh honor my emotions and my feelings and have trusted individuals who i feel safe with because that's key right you want to be able to feel safe um and when you open it up to someone so i have some trusted individuals who I can call on and say, hey, man, it's just, I need prayer, you know? And, um, man, that that helps out a lot because it's not 
staying in. And of course, before I call these people or before I text, whatever, I've always checked in with them to make sure that they're okay and that they're in a good space to hear that, hey, I'm not feeling okay, you know. So um, that that's, that's life-changing as well, being able to be emotionally mature and know that you're human and have grace with yourself and know that every day is not going to be the best day, but it's still a good day because you're breathing, right? Because you're living, right? And if you can't find the good in something in that moment, um, go back to your journal, <laughs> that journal, or just, just, just find, just try to seek the good in anything. Even if you just have to look outside to see a bird flying, that's a symbolization of life. So that's beautiful. But anyway, um, find you someone or someones who you can be open with and safe with and let them know that you're having a hard time or that your energy is off or you're feeling, you know, low or down so that they can pray with you. They can cover you. They can intercede for you, whatever the case may be. And um, that really gets me through those days too. And it's good to have people who understand because even I've noticed too that with like certain people, like when, when the dates come up, especially for um, the holiday season, because in December, my mom, it's my mom's birthday, it's Christmas, it's her transition date, it's New Year's Eve, it's like <laughs> back to back to back, right? So uh, I have you know, family, of course, and, you know, a couple of trusted friends who will, you know, check in on me during those times. And so that means a lot. More than they will probably ever know or understand, but it means a lot. So get those kind of people in your corner and, um, yeah, just stay present. So I'm going to end it here and I'm going to be, uh, sending out prayers and and um love and light to everyone who who's grieving of course who's going through a um the seasonal depression or just going through a rough season or whatnot and i'll be here if you or a loved one know of any kids ages uh, five to seventeen who are grieving the transition of a parent or a loved one um, my organization helps those children. So reach out to us. Website is uh, underadriuswings.com. Uh, we're on Facebook and uh, Instagram, underadriuswings. And just reach out to us and I'll post this. And like I said, I'll probably do a part two to this too because I have so many uh, <laughs> techniques and so many things that I do to get me through this season. So, yeah. I hope you guys have a blessed day, night, evening, whatever time you're listening to this, and stay blessed.